find myself often asking, how do I tell if I'm an adult? I've met older people that are immature and act like they're still in high school, so what does it take to be an adult? The best I could come up with is not dying before you turn 18. So I have a hard time identifying as an adult, especially since I still feel like a kid. That being said, I want to talk with other, quote, adults and learn from them. After all, the quickest and typically the most painless way to learn is through others. Somehow, we're adults. We are recording. So, talk to me about your sweet tea, because I know you brought sweet tea. <laughs> I actually ended up with Diet Dr. Pepper today, because um, I needed a little caffeine boost. <laughs> um, see, we had coffee before this. I normally drink coffee during the podcast. Oh, okay. But sometimes, like, I like to drink it before, so I'm already caffeinated right. for the podcast. Yes. So, uh, it works out much better for me to be pre-caffeinated than to become caffeinated during the podcast. That's a good point. I had a little bit of coffee, but then I worked out this morning. So. We, we did, too. We went, me and uh, Colton went to the gym this morning, and we did a pull day. Okay. So, okay. Explain that. Pull. So, uh, we, we do... Like swimming pool or pole? P-U-L-L. Okay. Pool. Like, pool. Uh, okay. So um, push-pull legs. Have you ever heard of that kind of like workout yes. split? So um, we tried it. We try to do that. Um, so today we did a pull day where you do like a lot of, uh, you know, pull-ups and rows and, and biceps and, you know, a lot of back movements and um, bicep movements and, and uh, maybe some like some rear delts and stuff like it. that, like face pulls and stuff. So we did that this morning. I love it. What was your workout this morning? My workout was just on the spin bike. And okay. I did, you can do, I have a Peloton. So I got it right after Christmas this past year. Um, and it's, I love it because you can do the Peloton, you can do the live rides, or you could do the rides that are not live, that's, that are from yesterday or recorded two ones. weeks ago. Yes, all recorded. And jump in and take it whenever you want. You can high five people. It's pretty cool. How do you high five people? It's really neat. You just pick click on their face and you can't talk to them but you can high five them and it's very very motivating so it's pretty awesome it's quite expensive but it's well worth it because it's in my home i don't have to go to the gym pay for gas leave my kids you know that sort of thing so i like the fact that it's in my house and if i have to stop and go do something to go grab laundry or something real quick i can go do that and come right back to my spin bike right. so that's cool too i do have special shoes you have to wear so you have to be clipped in. Because of the pedals. Yes, because yeah. of the pedals. and But the, so this morning, I did a 45-minute spin and arms ride. So that includes you're spinning for so many minutes, and then you have three, real light, three-pound dumbbells behind you, and you're doing those type of exercises that you can do. And I like to do it while my legs are still moving because I like to work my legs all the time. Cardio was just my thing. Um Actually, cardio is not my thing. Spinning is my thing. Well, spinning is so, cardio. Spinning is cardio. It's a lot of like your your upper quads, or yes. your like like your I don't even like know what part of the quad, but like right the, like yes. right on the inside, all on the quadriceps. Yeah. Yes. So you gave me and glutes, all yes. those. Yes. Yes, because you gave um, me your old spin bike. I did. And uh, and I use that quite often. And uh, and I've learned, man, like thirty minutes on that is. 
I would, it's much easier for me to run for 30 minutes than to do 30 minutes on the spin. Right. Spin bike. But you can adjust that resistance on the spin bike. But I, I don't like to. I, I don't like to don't. Lo- I don't like to loosen it up. It makes me feel like I'm I'm weak. I'm like I try to like loosen Loser. it up and I'm like, "No, I need to do it better." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Same thing here. And I like to stand, do the sitting for a few minutes and then stand on it. So whenever you stand, you have to add a little resistance on. Mm. And then if you sit back down, I do tend to take a little resistance off <laughs> because my legs just will not move. So my strength is completely different standing as opposed to sitting. But um, I have painful feet and painful knees, so therefore I don't get out and jog and run. Um, Before I became a spinner, I liked the elliptical at the gym. So and now low impact, low impact. Yes. On those joints. So um, as we age, we start to lose our bone density. So especially as women, we want that impact. So you want that weight bearing exercise like I teach my seniors. Um, yeah, because lifting weights adds bone density. It adds bone density. And also, too, it helps prevent osteoporosis, osteopenia. So as we age, we definitely need that because we're starting to lose that. So I do work a lot with that with my senior citizens and or even with people my age. And uh, so it's just awesome way to you. But you want that impact. So because I can't run, I can't. I mean, even walking sometimes hurts. So I do spin bike. Don't get as much impact, but I do weight training to make up for that. So do you do a lot of weightlifting off the Peloton? I do not do a lot currently, Mm -hmm. but I like to and I have in the past. Yeah. I feel like it it definitely helps me with my... um, not aggression, like it keeps me calmer. Not, I wouldn't say I'm an aggressive person, but I think it makes me much, much more calm-headed because it's like you use a lot of aggression when you're lifting weights. Because like you know, it gets those if you're doing like sets of twelve mm-hmm. and you're like you're on that tenth, eleventh, twelfth weight, you're like you're pushing hard. That's you know? right. That's right. So uh, I definitely like it. Um, I probably, I mean, I have no plans, no intentions to ever stop working out on a regular basis. Like Good. I feel like it's like brushing your teeth, you know, I just can't not do it. And that's exactly right. Well, exercise sends off happy endorphins into the brain, which is life's natural happy pill. Yeah. So it's your happy pill and that's why you feel so much better whenever you're done. And you know how whenever you're doing that hour and a half, two hour workout and then you're exhausted, but then 30 minutes later you're looking back going, I think I could have done more. I had those days all the time. Yes. And that's because it sends off those happy endorphins and just, oh, I could have done a little bit more. I could have pushed a little harder and which is like what you were just saying, mm-hmm. getting in that 12 as opposed to just stopping at 10. Right. That's why I try I try to uh, work out to failure now yes. on every on every set that I do. Um, a lot of the workouts, I won't even put a rep count. I just do them until I can't. I agree with that too. Yeah. Now, keep in mind that you don't want to go over, and I, I, I'm sure you don't, but you don't want to go over 20 repetitions because over time you do more damage to the joint than what mm-hmm. you're helping the muscle. Right. So like I was saying with my spin bike, on the back of my spin bike is only three-pound dumbbells. So I'm I'm laughing as I'm holding three-pound dumbbells. Right. And we do a lot of repetitions, but it's faster. So it's more cardiovascular. Explosive. Yes, right. it's more cardiovascular. I do the punches. I love Tybo. So I do the punches too and, you know, the biceps, triceps, rows, but with very light dumbbells. But am I going to build big muscles by doing that? No, I'm definitely not. But for me, I'm using it currently as more cardiovascular to strengthen my heart muscle, get a little definition, but without going heavy, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to achieve the definition that I want. And also too, I know as a personal trainer that you have to lift heavy enough to build that bone density to help with that osteo. Right. 
so that that way, you know, you're in your, I don't want to say your age, if you, unless you want to say it, but, <laughs> but you, you're very, you're very young for how old you are. If that makes yes. sense. You know what I mean? So yes, like, I am. so like my goal is to be, you know, 60 and look like I'm, you know, in my forties still. I'm not 60. No, no, I'm not saying you're 60, <laughs> but I'm saying like, like exercising is a means to like extend your life in, yes, my, it is. in my opinion. So, I mean, and probably a lot of stats would say that, but, um, you know, I'm not trying to, to live a sedentary life, you know, now that I've started to exercise i've always liked exercising it was just difficult as a kid because you know i got sick and had a lot of health opportunities and i was just it was more yes. worried about survival at that point and now i'm like okay now survival is like you know just free free shooting here but now survival is just like something that's happening and right. so now i'm focused on how do i um make the best make my future better yeah exactly yes. so like uh, one of the one of the guys that Oh, I'm trying to get on the on the podcast as somebody we shoot with, and he's the same, almost the same age as my dad, and and he's just like in fantastic shape. But he works out like five days a week, six I days love a week. It. You know, eats super healthy. You know, you know he drinks occasionally too, which I think is okay. Mm-hmm. But he's not like a, a a drinker every day, and you know I'd like to learn more about you know him him and stuff. And that's why part of the reason I wanted you on is because how long have you been a physical therapist for? I have been a certified personal trainer for just over twenty years. My oldest son, Ronnie Garrett. Hi, Ronnie is 24 mm-hmm. and then i have a 13 year old and an 11 year old and so i have been a personal trainer for over 20 years and i taught seniors sit and get fit which is called silver sneakers i taught that for 15 years and loved it and you know i was i'm very loud typically and so you? Was, yeah me <laughs> so i was the only instructor that did not need a microphone to teach class <laughs> and which was kind of funny but um they could be able they would be able to hear me because my voice can actually can actually project yeah so yeah i told i, I loved told, that i tried to describe because colton was here for ronnie's podcast as well <laughs> and when ronnie was on you know ronnie's a lot more like brian your your husband because he's like reserved as far as like he's not i mean he, he's not reserved he's hard to explain more so than i am yeah, though but compared but yeah, to you reserved yes. is the word i was gonna yeah, use compared too. to you yes i wouldn't say ronnie's a reserved person but he's you know he's not he's not a very he's not chatty like you and i are right you know um so when i was trying to explain to colton i was like i was like you're, you're gonna think leslie's awesome because like when she comes on the podcast you'll see she's extremely charismatic and I was like, I was like, she's very like me and like, you know, projects her voice and talks a lot and, yes. you know, same way as me. So. Well, when you love what you do and you're passionate about your do- yes. what you're doing and you're not talking about bombs coming at you. And yes, I've listened to most of the podcast. It's a little scary. Yeah. I learned some things I did not know. Thank the, you, Ronnie. The military base thing was the one that freaked me out the most or not that freaked me out. Like, like I just yes. never thought about it in the, no. the whole way of life in those other countries it was crazy. He had he had told me about the way of life, so I kind of knew that. And I, he had sent me pictures of him throwing the water bottles at the kids. And I was asking him, what are you throwing? Because I, all I see was a big old truck. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you throwing at the kids and water bottles? And then when he got home, he was like, yeah, we also threw them Pop-Tarts. We take Pop-Tarts for granted. Right. And water, water. Water is just a natural thing for us. I mean, I don't recommend drinking my tap water because it has a lot of iron in it, but I could. Right. There you cannot. Right. And, well, and they drink river water. That was what yeah, I thought was crazy. That and was interesting. They're not, like the military people there don't drink the river water, but. They only shower in it. Right. But the people who are there that aren't in the military, you know, who live there, they, uh, they actually drink that water because their stomachs are like atoned to it and they don't really have another choice. Right. That's it was just wild. It was a whole new it really opened up my eyes to all that stuff. So And I'm so 
I feel blessed that he got to experience that. Yes, I think he does too. He wasn't in a war per se, but yet, you know, of course, there was a lot of dangers in it, no matter, you know, because he was in a whole nother place, whole nother country. Another but world, basically. Another world, yeah. yes. So, you know, because it is dangerous, but at the same time, he wasn't in war. Right. Um, but I like that he did get to experience how other people live and it makes us even you and i live off him mm-hmm. hearing his stories how fortunate and blessed we truly are right that's why i was super, super glad to get him in here because you know everyone when when i ask them to be on the podcast one of the, one of the things they think is they're like well i'm not interesting what do you find interesting i like, said that to you <laughs> yeah yeah and i was like i was like you know you're you're you don't find yourself interesting because you do what you do every day and you see what you do every day but other people do you know what I mean? Like, so, or like I see what you do, and I'm, it, it interests me. You know, you've been a physical trainer. Is physical trainer, physical therapist? I'm a personal trainer. Personal trainer. Mm-hmm. Personal trainer for 20 years, you know what I mean? And you've raised three kids, mm-hmm. and still in the midst of raising three kids. And, right. you know, um, I look at people who are where I want to be in the future, and I go, okay, what do I have to learn from what they're doing to make sure that I end up in that same spot? You know what I mean? Do I, like, not smoking, you know, not right. drinking by myself in a dark corner of the house right. every day, you know what I mean? You don't watch TV religiously every day, you know, all those things. And exercise is so part of that. It helps prevent um, depression and anxiety and helps reduce that in people who have that already. Mm-hmm. So that w- has been a big part with my life is, okay, exercise is my go-to. That's my addiction. Mm-hmm. I have, I've honestly never smoked, never planned to. It just has never appealed to me. So just, you know, watch how much you drink, don't smoke and eating in moderation. Consciously just, making good efforts to be better. Right, to, be, to, to yes. be healthy, you know what I mean? To be healthy. And that way, when your family and your kids see you doing these healthy habits, they'll follow in your footsteps as well. Yeah, you ever heard the phrase, more is caught than is taught? Yes. Yeah, because they learn more by your actions than what you're telling them to do. And yeah. they do. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> you, you specifically said you, you, you were personal trainers for older people. Mm-hmm. And is it tough being in that position because you have that person's whole lifetime of bad behavior that you're trying to correct? Well, I like the challenge. I like, and I have personal trained. When I say bad behavior, I'm sorry, I didn't no. interrupt you, but I, when I say bad behavior, I'm talking like, like they, most of the time they're coming at you a point where it's too late. Right. They're, too, they're, they're over overweight. They haven't had healthy lifestyles and they're now focused on it, which is, yes. they should have been focused on it much earlier. Well, sorry, go ahead. I have trained anywhere from 10-year-olds who are preparing to play basketball to young ladies who are gymnasts and it's their off seasons. They just needed some exercises to do during off season. And I've, but I've mostly trained senior citizens. Um, I have also trained some 20 and 30 year olds who are obese and yes, trying to get them out of this mindset. And you know, we all have to have a goal set. However, your goal has to be attainable. So don't make your goal to be, okay, I wanna lose a hundred pounds this year. No, make it realistic. And that's what I drive with my clients is, okay, let's have a realistic goal with this and something that is achievable because if you don't reach that goal, you're going to kick yourself in the butt and you'll never exercise again. Right. And that's and that's something um, I learned just by the way I lost weight because previously every time I'd ever tried to lose weight, I couldn't get below like 250 pounds. I would like get stuck there and I would it would be so hard for me to get to that point that it would just be – it would be like discouraging me for to keep continuing staying at that weight. So it was just, I made it impossible for myself. Um, 
and then the one time I didn't. So um, I don't know if I've talked to you about this in depth, but uh, Cody, my neck, you know, my neighbor, right. um, when he he lost like sixty pounds. Okay. And he it was like a six month period. It was very fast. Wow, that is but fast. He basically he ate the same two meals Monday through Friday for lunch and dinner and you know drank like a protein shake for breakfast had almonds and like apples for snacks and he basically got to the point where he like he couldn't even look at green beans anymore because he was eating like green beans chicken <laughs> right. sweet potato and uh he was eating he said he eats it like 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 it was dog food for him and um and and he would work out five to six days a week and he lost a ton of weight and uh and he started going to the gym with me on a regular basis and I basically, I gave up all the reasons that I couldn't lose weight when I started working out with him. Like, he'd be like, how do you drink your coffee? And I'd be like, oh, with sugar and cream. And he goes, well, either drink it black or don't drink it at all. And right. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, well, then I just won't drink it. And he goes, okay, then don't. And that's when like, it really like called my bluff. I was like, well, I don't want to not drink coffee. I'll just, I'll do something else. I'll sacrifice something mm-hmm. else. And, you know, over time, like it just, it, it happened to the point where I ran out of creamer once and I tried coffee with sugar in it. And it was just... It was. It felt like coffee with just sugar in it was uh-huh. was worse than just black coffee. And so I was like, "Why am I doing this? Like, if I remove the sugar, I'm drinking black coffee. Right. I'll just drink black coffee then." And I just I said, "It's just one of those things. I'm just gonna do it." And I yeah. just kept doing it. And I, you know, now I'm used to it. Now it's just mm-hmm. what I drink every day. I can't even hardly. I, if I go to Starbucks or something like that and get one of their like sugary drinks, yeah. like it, it doesn't it doesn't feel like coffee. Coffee to me is black coffee now. Right. And that is something you have to get used to. Yes. 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 And. Yeah, so when I go to Starbucks, I do get the sugary coffee, and then I'll drink half of it, and I'm like, and then I'll have to add some black coffee to it yeah. because it's too sweet. Yeah, especially as you get towards the bottom. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so with personal training, so I have been a certified personal trainer. I I like the challenge. So I like the person who's my husband had um, ACL surgery last year. So I like the person who has been through physical therapy and now they need the next step. So not so much rehab, but it kind of is at the same time. I like that challenge. I like the person that needs to lose weight. I like the person who has a shoulder injury because I'm, I've been a personal trainer for so long, I know of other exercises to do to strengthen without damaging. So I like that challenge. So that's why with the senior citizens, the fact that they may or may, they may have Alzheimer's, they may have, you know, bad bone density. And then with my ladies, I would tell them, okay, you know, you did your bone density then, whenever you go back for your next checkup, I want you to tell me how much you've improved. And when they tell me, I mean, that just makes my day. It happens. Is it, is it is it like a pretty regular thing? Their bone density increases. I have seen several. Have had. I have had several of them tell me that yes, it did increase. Yeah, the ones who stick to it and reg- regularly, Absolutely. like weight lift or anything. And what what kind of weights are they lifting? And it doesn't have to be heavy, especially. Typically, the ladies that I see that have the bone density loss are typically the smaller ladies, and so they. It's just interesting. They so they don't have to lift real heavy. It's just enough to say, okay, this is weight bearing. You know, they're not lifting one to two pounds. They're lifting four, five, six pounds. They're not going heavy, but it's heavy for them. Heavy for them. Right. It, it's yeah. not two pound dumbbells. And I, I would tell them two pound dumbbells probably not going to get you the benefit you want. Now, if you're battling an old injury and you're just getting back to exercise, absolutely yes, start out super light, but your body gets immune to that, just like medication. Exercise is the same way, and this is why as a fitness specialist, 
and you do have to take, I have to get my CECs, just like nurses. What's a CEC? Um, CECs is credit education courses. Okay, just to make so, sure you're up to date on stuff. Just to make sure okay. I'm up to date because fitness changes, just like nutrition. It's a science. It's, it right, is sport a science. science. Yeah. It is a sports science. Yep. So just like other people in the professionals similar to mine, um, we have to get our credit education courses and mine are due every two years. So every two years I have to update myself, see what's new out there. So it's pretty interesting. Right. You're interested, so would you say you're interested in science? Only when it comes to muscles and bones. <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to people, yeah, like yes. like health, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you because that that's what I would I would agree with that. And I I'm, love nutrition, but nutrition to me is mind boggling because there's so much involved when you have your you know your different types of sugars and you know I understand enough of it to monitor what I eat, but to be able to explain it, I'm not a dietitian or right. nutritionist. It's that that's probably the hardest part for me is. Um, when I first started working out, so, so the way I lost a bunch of weight was I, uh, basically did one habit and once it became a habit, I would do something else, you know? So it uh, it became working out on a regular basis when I could work out three to five times a week and it became something I just did, but I wasn't losing any weight because I was eating in still in excess. You know, I was trying to outwork a bad diet and, um, and then once I started uh, working out on a regular basis. That's when Cody started working out with me as well. And we focused on, you know, like just don't drink sodas. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people consume calories. You know, like like they Absolutely. drink most of their calories. Um, Which is very bad. Right, right. Which is, that's why I drink black coffee. It's, you know, mm-hmm. less than no calorie or almost no calories. Yes. And then There's like 30 water. calories in it. It's not even that. It's like yeah. less than it's, five. It's not yeah, much. It's yeah. like nothing if you put nothing in your coffee. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I uh, drink a lot of water and that was something I had to teach myself how to do too. As like, I was like, I don't think I'm drinking enough water. Like every, like I'm always dehydrated and you know, you, you use the urine test, you know, if your right, urine's really right. yellow. What color is it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So you want it to be clear, um, so to indicate you're hydrated. And I was like, well, how can I be hydrated? It's like, I, I feel like I'm drinking as much water as I can, but it was because I was drinking ice water. And okay. it became really hard for me to drink as much water as I needed drinking ice water because it would be super cold. That's true. Yep. So I started drinking room temperature water. Yes. And I drink like like it was hard to get to the point where I was drinking a gallon a day, but now a gallon a day just feels effortless. Okay. And then um, now just to like just to I'm not just drinking water and black coffee. I also drink um, like the uh, um, carbonated waters. Okay. Like I don't I, I actually really like them now. But um, when I first started drinking them, I wasn't a huge fan. It was like something I had to teach myself to drink. But now I drink them all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I don't care for them. I like plain water. Right. And I do drink a lot of water. Like I said, I know I have my Diet Coke here. But that is horrible for you, by the way. Yeah, um, just because diet doesn't it mean it's is, good. Right. But. And it is a small one. So what I do is I'll either I'll get the larger bottle. And drink half of it one day, close it up real good, and save the other. This is when I'm at work. Save the other half for the next day. So I'm only drinking actually about eight ounces of soda a day. I'm not drinking the full 12 or 20 ounces. Right. And I'll it's not like half. it's most of what you drink in a day. You know, no, it's only definitely a very not. small portion. Right. I, obviously, I've already worked out this morning, so I've had a lot of water this morning. Right. Yeah. I take my, my half gallon thing with me everywhere. And, uh, some people think it's it's ridiculous. Like, why do you need to have that much water with you all the time? Because at one point I was carrying a gallon jug. Um, so the reason I went to a half gallon was, uh, and I bought a um, you know a reusable one. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it, like I don't if I 
use a smaller thing, like a 30 ounce tumbler or something like that, I find myself filling it up so much and it just takes, like, I have to be close to something that provides me water all the time. Yeah. And I'm on the go so much doing, you know, going to go play basketball or go do, go for a run or something like that. And I would leave my gallon in the car, the, you know, the, the, the regular plastic gallon bottle and it would get hot. Right. And, and plus it feels weird to drink out of plastic like that. And then yes. you use it because that can't be good for you. No, and, I agree. Uh, yeah. And so I, I wanted to get something insulated. Well, the insulated gallons are like giant and you know i figured a half gallon's like that good balance of like i only have to fill it up like you know once a day you know once in the morning once uh you know around lunchtime and then i my water stays the temperature it is because it's room temp but it stays room temp it doesn't get hot even though because you know in florida it gets really hot outside so i don't have to drink hot water i drink room temperature water and even if it's 95 degrees outside the water will still be like that 78 80 degree water so um and it's more doable too when you're looking at a half gallon as opposed to a whole gallon of water that's it appears like a lot of water like you said for now that's nothing for you to drink but when you're looking at it it's like oh my goodness i have to drink all that today Mm -hmm. yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, how do you coach people through drinking more water do you do you normally do that yes i do i make sure i I constantly remind them okay stay hydrated and i use the word hydrated um because a lot of people don't like water they just don't like plain water and i don't understand it i don't understand it either in a world where sugary drinks are everywhere and sugary drinks are so in enjoyable in the moment and water's not really like like I, I could see it if you're only drinking sodas all the time and you want somebody to drink something it's essentially flavorless right like that's impossible for them so yes. they'll use like crystal light or you know mio or something like that right. and um hey it's know. a step closer yeah that's exactly. how i look at yeah, it yeah yeah exactly um, so my oldest ronnie garrett loves water and of course he works out a lot and my youngest blake he loves water as well and he does put a little crystal light or the little kool-aid squeezers or mm-hmm. something in there once in a while but he will drink straight water my middle child however he likes his sweet tea mm-hmm. but my sweet tea at home you've had my sweet mm-hmm. tea it's not real sweet <laughs> right it's not it's not like a mountain dew it's nowhere yeah. it's not yeah. southern sweet tea by no means right that's it's just sweet enough it's yeah just sweet enough just to so it's you know it's not good for his teeth it's not good for him yes i'd prefer him to drink water but plus tea dehydrate can dehydrate you the caffeine yeah yeah that's why i try and limit how much coffee i drink you know absolutely um because even though it's black coffee it's still dehydrating it will dehydrate you right um especially if you're doing any yard work and that's another thing i teach my especially with blake he loves gatorade and he'll be in the house playing video games, and he's reaching for a Gatorade. I'm like, did you do an hour and a half outdoor exercise today? Yeah. No, you didn't. You haven't stepped foot outside today. <laughs> Go run a few blocks around the house, and then he'll put the Gatorade back. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you tried um, Liquid IV before? Have I've you ever not, heard of it? I've not. So Liquid IV is like Crystal Light in that it comes in a packet, and it's like a, a uh, like a powder you add to stuff, right? Okay. So... Um, it's so you add it to it like one packet is for 16 ounces of water so a, a bottle of water um but it is like yeah you want to pull it up colton it's like yes. a super gatorade so it has like drinking one bottle of water with a liquid iv in it is the equivalent of drinking like hydration wise to three bottles of water because oh. it makes sure because it's it's a good salt to um it's a natural sugar too it's uh it's like a cane sugar okay um and so it, there's like a whole like I've science never behind heard it. Of this. It's it's uh, they sell it at Costco. 
Oh, okay. At Costco, uh, they're relatively new to selling it at Costco. They also sell it at Walmart too. It, it's like a new thing for them. I bought it before it was ever there. Uh, I bought it off their website. Does it take? Can you taste the grittiness in it? No, or no, no, no. It, it dissolves kind of really well. Good. Um, okay. It dissolves really well, and it actually tastes pretty good. It does taste a teensy bit salty, but it's because of the perfect balance of salt and sugar and stuff. So it's got all these you know fantastic ingredients in it but it, it doesn't it doesn't have any colors or dyes in it it doesn't turn your i mean there's see the the green one up there that one actually has stuff okay. in it that makes it's like green tea and stuff like that right. it's their energy one with caffeine in it uh, i highly recommend and I it i do like my green tea i feel like it's one of those things it's it's worth what you pay for it and it's it's about like a dollar and some change per serving okay but it's if you look at a, the Pull up the nutrition facts if you can, Colton. Uh, if you look at the nutrition facts of like a Gatorade compared to liquid IV, Gatorade's like 70% of your daily amount of sugar for one bottle. Oh, and these are like 20 or 30%. Right. Um, so I highly recommend those to people because you can also, it takes like a box. It's, okay. You don't have to like put it in the fridge or nothing. You know what I mean? You can just keep bottled water, mix it into water. So uh, I've never seen it, and I don't have Costco. I have Sam, so I wonder if Sam's. Yeah, I've heard about it on podcasts before, and that was the reason I know about it. So yeah, it's uh, it's twenty one percent of your daily amount of sodium was eleven grams of sugar. It's nice, good vitamins in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's got vitamin uh, vitamin A, C. Your B, your B is your energy. Yep. It's good. Yep. B twelve, B six. Uh, it's got uh, a lot of potassium in it too. Um, eleven percent, which is but still most people don't get enough potassium in their day either. So that's true. So just a recommendation. I get it. Those big bags, um, like oh, in the picture right there. Okay. So it comes like twenty or something to a bag, or thirty or something to a bag. Uh, okay. I actually ran out of it, so, so I they're otherwise already prepackaged in the big bag. Yeah, I wish gotcha. they did it like a like you know a protein powder That's comes what I was in a scoopable. Scoop. <laughs> I wish they did That's it like exactly that. Exactly what I was thinking. Because I feel like it, it creates so much trash. Because I don't. I don't. That's why I, I was yeah. picturing exactly that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm big on recycling too. Yeah. So. So. Um, so back to personal training, I, I wanted to mention also, too, the why I got into personal training. Yeah, please do. <clears throat> you when, knew what I was going to ask. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yeah. We, and so when I was, I had my son when I was 22. So uh, I'd lost all my weight within six months. And then slowly I decided I liked food. And I never realized that before I got pregnant, I really didn't eat a whole lot. I didn't exercise, but I didn't eat. I worked a lot. I stayed thin, but I wasn't eating enough. So whenever I got pregnant with Ronnie Garrett, I did put on a lot of weight. But I lost it all within six months because I was more active. I was waiting tables, so I was always on my feet. Practically went back to hardly eating at all. And then I suddenly got up to and this is funny i'm only five foot two by the way so i got up to 122 pounds and thought i was huge i'm laughing now yes, yeah i know I right know. I, know. I know the faces yeah holy cow so, yes holy cow that's exactly what i saw when i looked in the mirror so <sighs> i joined lifestyles family fitness back in the day this is back in the 90s and i had hired a personal trainer and she was cute she was gorgeous and she was what I wanted to look like. However, she had tiny little hips. I do not. And <laughs> I knew I would never look like her. However, it was the idea of, okay, I know I won't look like you. However, I like the way you look. Make me look. Or at least how she presents herself. Uh, yeah, that's exactly where I'm going with this. Yep. So she helped me 
learn a little in, again she wasn't a diet or nutritionist either or a dietitian so hers was mainly drink more water eat more protein she guided me through a little bit of the food and the fact that I wasn't eating enough food I needed to eat a little bit more and exercise so with her I didn't really lose weight per se however I looked so much better in my jeans mm. And so you started building muscle mass. I started building muscle mass. Right. So I looked so much better in my jeans and my confidence. And of course, it sends those happy endorphins. So I felt better. You get addicted to it. I did get addicted to it. That's why I became a personal trainer was because of her. Awesome. Because I had a personal trainer that just made me feel good about Leslie. And so you want you want you wanted to take how it made you feel and give it to other people. Exactly. That, I feel like that's part of why I have a podcast because I've gotten so much value out of the the several that I listen to that and and who I am as a person, I feel like it's a it's that's why I'm doing this, you know what I mean? Cuz like like I get that same feeling like I feel like it gives me so much value and if I can share that value to other people um, you know, that's what I want to do. Right. So, um, so, so does this person that, that your trainer that you have, does she know that you became a personal trainer or like, do you guys she keep does, in touch at all? She does. No, I haven't talked to her in years, but she does know I became a personal trainer. Because of her? Yeah, that's because awesome. of her. Yes. That's very cool. Yes. And so I love it. And then just, I began to grow as a trainer. Now I've always worked in a gym and, uh, but I, just love the way, you know, I, I love, like I said, I love the feedback. Now, did you play sports? Were you an active kid? I was not. I liked to watch baseball. Um, my husband and I met when we were only 14 <laughs> um, out here at Antioch Park. Yeah. So we went to Tomlin together out in Plant City. And so we met and he played baseball and he was the catcher. So I was in the bleachers. And uh, yeah, so that's how we met. <laughs> so and you like sports, so but not I, for you to play. Right, right, right. Yes, I'm definitely the spectator. So my only sport is bodybuilding and just strength yeah. training. And um, yeah, I at one point when I was in my 20s and 30s, I thought I wanted to go into bodybuilding. And then when I looked at the diet, I was like, yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, the workout was fine, but the, when it came to the food, the way you had to eat and how chicken, bad you want it. chicken yeah. gets very boring. And like yes. you said, the chicken and green beans and fish and oh my goodness, yeah, high protein, uh, low fat things, yes. And when I was younger, so when I first got into it and first started weight training, and even when I became a personal trainer, I was still in my mid. I was in my mid twenties when I became a personal trainer, and so. I measured everything I ate, everything I drank. I drank only water. And at that time, I didn't start drinking any caffeinated beverages till I was 35, 36 years old. So I didn't start drinking caffeine till I was older. So um, I might have had the occasional Sprite, but it was all clear liquid. Mm -hmm. I never drank anything dark, nothing. So it was mostly water. And that's just how I was always. And that's just how I grew up. And I just... You know, didn't care for cold tea. I like hot tea, but mm. not, and I love green tea, but I liked hot tea, not cold tea and stuff like that. But I mostly drank clear liquid. But I, there was a point, there was a long time when I did measure my food, everything I ate. And at the time, I only had one child. And then as you get older and you have more than one child, it's not so easy to do. Right. Cause you got to feed the, feed the, uh, 
the yes. kids and, and they're picky. And, and they're so picky. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Now, how has it been raising like three kids? Well, I guess well, I guess Ronnie was pretty much Ronnie raised. Ronnie was 11 when we had Jesse. And so Ronnie was my big helper. And yes. he was a huge help. And I think it was a blessing with Ronnie Garrett being older and having a younger sibling. I don't think he would call it a blessing. No, just <laughs> <laughs> he does. He, he might now. Maybe not <laughs> yeah, at the time. He does now. Yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty on that he one. Was, yeah, <laughs> he was a huge help to me. Um, and then whenever we, we had Blake, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my goodness, I now have three boys. I love having boys. You're surrounded by boys. I'm surrounded by boys. I do have a girl dog. Yes, yeah, exactly. Just to balance it out somewhat, yes. yeah. And and it's funny because um, she protects the little one, so she's always protecting Blake because he is the youngest. And so if any of us try to, like, tickle him or, you know, anything that you do, playful fighting of any sort, she's always after whoever's after Blake. And we're just playing. Yeah. But, yeah, she's very protective over the her baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, uh yeah, Ronnie. I, I'm. I remember when we were hanging because we and Ronnie have been friends since you know we were early in our teens. Yes. And uh, and I remember you know hanging out at y'all's house like Ronnie. Ronnie would basically be the <laughs> the the unpaid babysitter. Babysitter. <laughs> yeah. He was. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was an interesting time because I learned a lot too because I was always the youngest kid. You know what I mean? So I actually learned what it was like to to be the older one where. You know, what I did to my brother, which was like follow him everywhere and want to be a part of everything. And I realized that these kids also want that. They, you know, they look to, they look up to you at a certain point. And no matter how much you want to leave you alone, they don't want to leave you alone. Right. Yeah. And Jesse loved having all of you guys to look up to. He loved it when y'all all were over. And Blake still loves it. Jesse is a, he's middle schooler, so of course he hides up in his room most of the yes. time, which you know that. Yeah. But Blake is always the... Hey Rhino, you want to? Yeah. Oh, am I allowed to call you Rhino? Yeah, yeah, you can call. Yeah, you can call me whatever. <laughs> There's a story behind that too. Yeah, yeah. So, my, my my baseball nickname was Rhino, and I did not know that. So the one of the first times Rhino came over to the house, I remember he came down the stairs, and like Ryan said, he was a not a thin young man yes. when he was younger. So he come down the stairs, and I'm looking up at him. I'm going, Hey Rhino, <laughs> and he. I had no idea that that was his nickname. Yeah, and so it's been a thing with literally. You're the only person that still calls me that. Like you guys are still <laughs> the ones who call me that. I, yes. I guess Brian calls Sorry me it's too. Sorry, stuck. Yeah. Yes, my yeah. husband no, calls fine. you Rhino. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's funny because I, I tried to call Ronnie Garrett, but because you got his middle name's Garrett, and you guys Garrett. have always referred to him. Why do you, Why do you guys call him Garrett? Well, his grandfather was Ronnie Jernigan, uh, and so. Okay. But he had passed long before Ronnie Garrett was born. And when my husband and I were picking out baby names, we picked out the name Garrett. Could not figure out what to go with Garrett. Garrett what? And we wanted Garrett to be his first name. But nothing flowed. And so I was I was named after my father. So I wasn't allowed to name him Garrett Leslie. <laughs> <laughs> so that was out. And Brian's Brian's middle name is actually Brian. His first name's James. So I did, I did not know that. Yes, exactly. Okay. So we didn't want him to have either one of those names. So we were still torn. We're like, okay, what are we going to name this child? He has to have more something else. And Garrett Ronnie just didn't flow right. <laughs> it's funny that that's the reason those two that names are switched. Re- that's yeah. why. That's exactly why they're switched. So we went with Ronnie Garrett, but we're going to call him Garrett. 
Well, when you get to middle school, you have to go by your first name. First name. You're no longer allowed to go by Garrett. Mm. So, therefore, middle school was when he switched to... Actually, he was RJ for about a year. And then he went to Ronnie. And so I called him Ronnie Garrett. Because half of his friends know him as Garrett. Mm. The other half know him as Ronnie. Right. I don't think anybody remembers RJ because I don't think that lasted long. No, I, I call him Ronald because I told him his <laughs> first name not, is Ronald. Yeah, that's he, not. Yeah, no, I know, I know, but I, I, I've always called him Ronald. I'm, I'm probably the only I, one that calls. I him I think that. you are. Yes, yeah. I've heard you call him that. Yeah. So okay, how old were you when you got married? I think you said it already. I was 21 when I got married. And how old were? I mean, Brian's the same age as you. Brian is 20. Uh, Brian was 20 when we married. Okay, so you're like slightly older. Yeah. Okay, now. How long had you guys been together for when you guys got married? Oh, um, we met at 14, but we didn't start dating till we were out of high school. So right around 18. Okay. We, and so you guys actually, dated for like three years before you yes, guys got married? Two, three years? Yes. Now, how did, how did you know? How did I know he was the one? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just the person that makes you he walks in the room and you just smile yeah you're happy they're there yes you just want him around you all the time and still even to this day we've been married now how old's ronnie garrett 24 so we've been married 25 years so even to this day this might embarrass him i still tell him how you know handsome he is and and sometimes beautiful slips out but anyway (laughs) you know and i do and i tell him all the time i'm i'm so happy that i still love you Mm. Because I, after 25 years, I think it's pretty amazing. To, so how, to how do you still. make it? It is very, yeah. How do you guys make it work? It is a challenge with three, with three boys, you know, still now only two live in the house. Mm-hmm. But it is a challenge. You have to talk. Communication's huge. And just, um, you know, hey, how was your day? And just kind of talk about the things that are not so important you know don't always talk about the bills don't always talk about those things that you have to talk about so just yeah so my my grammy um so the the jacket on the wall Mm -hmm. that was my uh, my papa's um and he passed away at the beginning of this year and so but they were married for 62 years wow and uh, every time i asked her because i like i said I look up to people for what they, you know, where they're at in life and stuff. And I want to, you know, if I want to be in that same spot, what do I have to do to do those things? That's why I ask those. So like my Grammy, when I ask her, I'm like, you know, what it takes. She goes, he wouldn't argue with me. And I was like, oh man, that's not me. I argue every time. Oh no, Brian doesn't argue with me. That's true. I hadn't thought about that. Um, now I know when to stop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He, he'll tell you I do nag, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, he, he gets me. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, so my thing with what I've learned is, is it's like it's not all sunshine and rainbows all the time. Definitely and you gotta, not. You know, you got to just still continue to choose that person. You know, even you know all the time, no matter right. what. So it's a, yes. it's definitely something. It's like, you know, you got to. It's, it's a choice. And you have to be friends as well. Yeah. And that's the thing. Brian and I were friends for so long right. before we ever started dating, and then we dated for three years, which now doesn't seem like very long and then we got engaged then we got married and you know yeah. for us we were it was just we were friends first yeah did you guys were you guys like old-fashioned like you wait to get married and then live together did you guys live together at all before you guys got oh we married? waited okay yes. waited. okay so you, okay because i don't think any of our any of our generation does that anymore right like or hardly any of our generation um 
Now, well, we were young too. Right. We were only, he was only twenty when we got married, so right. we were young. Right? Yeah, yeah, younger than than we are. Um, do you guys? How do you guys handle your finances? Do you? Is it like one person more than the other? Is it like a team effort? How do you guys like? What's what's one plus one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, no, I don't balance the checkbook. I you're have not, no, you're not the I, math nerd. No, I am definitely not. He does all of it. When we were first married, he worked more hours than I did, and so I was in control of the checkbook. That didn't last very long at all. <laughs> um, I have a habit of, okay, this bill needs to be paid, this bill needs to be paid, and so I'll pay everything off, and then, oh, I need groceries and gas for the car. So he can figure all that out and save enough money for the extras and still have enough money. Okay, what if? Right. You know, my windshield wipers go out on the car. I have them for bed. I need an oil change on my car, something like that. Um, but and, you guys discuss everything. Oh, though. yes. It's a team effort. Oh, yes. Because, like, I know that some some people, the way they handle finances, it's one person completely and the other person doesn't really do anything besides go, hey, can I buy this? And that's about it. You know, and I, I don't I, – I, the reason I ask is because I don't agree with that that way. Yeah. I agree that everything should be a team effort because, like, I'm the math nerd. Okay. Like I, I, the math, I, I get all of it. It makes sense to me. But I don't do anything without Daniela fully understanding what we're doing before we right. do anything, too, which I think is important. Yeah. Now, he does know, hey, I'm going to the grocery store because, you know, when I go to the grocery Oof. store it, and, you know, you get, especially during the summer when you got boys at home eating and they like Growing to eat. Growing teenage boys. How's yes. that? How's oh, how's? Because oh I know goodness. the two that are there are uh, a handful. They are. They are. So What did yes. you used to call them? Oh, thunder and lightning. No, no, you called them walking birth control. Oh, they are. <laughs> they are walking birth control. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, no, just they were just birth control at one just point. Just birth control. Yeah. Just birth control. Yeah. And that's what I did when y'all would come over. I would hand y'all a child. Yes. And go here. Here's some birth control. <laughs> yeah. Brian and I are leaving. You guys take. Make sure these things are alive when we come back. Yes, yeah. Please. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And it makes you think. Makes you think. Do you really want kids? No, I'm just kidding. It, it really, it, they really do. Yeah, yeah. That's why I think it's still amazing that you're able to exercise on a regular basis and and do all the things that you guys do as as well as keep up with those two. You know, right? So I think. Well, awesome. I do work out at four thirty in the morning. Wow! So Every day. Almost, I, almost. There are days that I skip, but I'm typically up or at least awake at four thirty. Wow! Just my body just wakes up at that time. How much sleep do you get every night? Not enough. It, about seven hours. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I try for seven. Um. So you go to bed at like what, like ten? Nine. 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 nine ten o'clock. Ten, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is it easy for you to fall asleep? It's or not. Mm. So yes. Yeah. So Why that's my problem. So how, I just how have you... a hard time turning the brain off. Mm. The wheels are always going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because well, I mean, your lifestyle to do everything that you're doing has got to be so fast paced that is. like by time you're trying to slow it down and go to sleep it's like you've been in this fast pace mode all day since 4 or 4 30 in the morning right. so like i'm assuming to like turn it all off it's got you gotta like what you gotta unwind so like one of the things i try to focus on is like 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 we'll have all the lights on in the house after dinner and stuff like that but i'll try and like turn one off you know like every 15 minutes or so throughout the house until it so it's like somewhat dim yes. lit at the end of it and then that that helps me slow down i try and do the most things early on as possible like as far as working out i try to do it first thing after i get off work and then then dinner and then you know i try to slowly unwind and that typically helps me i can fall asleep in like three minutes oh wow okay yeah like we watch we'll sit down and watch a movie after dinner or like 
Colton gets mad, but I said part of a movie because right. I don't ever finish movies. And I do. I am. I am guilty of that. I will fall asleep yeah. if I make it through half the movie. There's pictures of me. I'll have to show you when you uh, later when you leave. But uh, there's a picture of me um, asleep on the couch after like 30 minutes of a movie oh, with yes. Daniela's nephews. It was a fun time. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I, that's what I do. And another thing too is I use my. I have a Whoop that tracks my sleep. Okay. So this thing is super cool because like it tells you not just how much you slept, but what kind of sleep you got. So that's something I monitor all the time, like REM sleep versus deep sleep, because you know deep sleep's where you get the most um, mm-hmm. human growth hormone naturally released, and so and that's where your muscles and stuff repair. So I try and make sure I'm set up for that. I um I follow. Do you know who Athlean X is or what Athlean X is? I do not. Can you pull up Jeff Cavalier or Athlinex, whatever? Either way, okay. so he's a, a big YouTube guy. Okay. Um, but he's a uh, personal trainer. Um, but he was a personal trainer for uh, like a baseball team or several baseball teams. So he's in his late forties, early fifties. Oh wow! Okay. Just had twins with his wife. Um, but he has been shredded for like forty years or, wow. or you know thirty yeah. years, whatever it is. He is like if you watch videos of him like back in like the early two thousands. He's still shredded. Okay. And um, he does, uh, he has like workout programs and stuff, but his videos are like, he talks about the science. He has like a, a dummy that has like muscles and stuff hooked up to it yes. and show you, he'll take markers and draw on himself because you can see each individual like, like muscle, muscle in his yes. shoulders or uh, he talks awesome. about like nutrition. Um, yeah, so I watch a lot of what he, he does and yeah, he's a, he's insane. Yeah. What you eat is huge. Yeah. And so he probably weighs 160, 170, yeah. 180 pounds. He's, he's a lightweight. Yeah. But he can lift. I bet he can. Super heavy. Yes. Like, yeah, um, I, I don't know if you can pull up Instagram or not, but there's a, I'll have to show you it, but there's a, there's a guy that helps him with his YouTube stuff who like does the video. His name's Jesse. And when he, when Jesse started working out with him, Jesse was like rail thin, hunched shoulders, like mm-hmm. just not a healthy person, ate gummy bears all the time and was not eating mm-hmm. enough, all these things. And he has been working out with him uh, and, you know, basically, you know, learning from Jeff. And now there was a video the other day of him deadlifting like 405 pounds. Wow. And he's still like 130 pounds. But now that dude is shredded. Yeah. Oh, there it um, yeah, oh, well. I, don't, I don't know what the videos are, but all the I love watching too because he makes working out fun. Because you you to me doing the same thing over and over again gets boring. Yes, but he does like different things. Like you learn about a new workout or like a, a new way to move. Um, there's a lot of workouts too that I didn't know, and he explains that are terrible for your joints. Mm-hmm. Like um, uh, the big one for me was like uh, uh, leg extensions. Yeah, super bad for your kneecaps. Right, right. and yeah. uh, and I was doing leg extensions all the time before yeah. that, and like uh, and it was learning that it was bad for my kneecaps. I was like, well, my knees pop a lot, and I want to preserve my knees. I'd right. like to have my knees usable, right. uh, which is crazy because I play basketball all the time. Right, but that's besides the point. Um, um, and yeah, so to go with what you were just saying, and that's where I was going earlier. Whenever I said like when we were talking about fitness changes and me getting my credit education courses is you do, you have to switch up your routine because just like medication, your body gets immune to it. Mm -hmm. So if you play basketball all the time and that's the only sport you play, you've got to switch it up. You've Mm -hmm. got to add the weight training. You've got to add the running or spinning in my case. Swimming Swimming is great for you. So, and that's a lot of thing that I tell my um, people who have arthritis, bad knees, bad joints is go swim or even pull walking you know if you mm-hmm. have access to a pool yeah that's great for you too do you know who uh laird hamilton is no. he's a well he's like you want to pull up laird hamilton so laird hamilton's like another guy like i get a lot of uh in or like 
a lot of people that I look up to as far okay. as like 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 this shirt. This, I'm wearing a David Goggins shirt. Okay. And David Goggins is like another guy. He runs ultra marathons and lift oh, okay. weights, and he's like a former Navy SEAL. So Laird is a dude who like hit. Yeah, his stuff is crazy. So he does a lot of workouts in pools because he's a professional um, surfer. Surfer, okay. Yeah, but he's like super old compared to the average professional surfer's age. Gotcha. But he does like these insane workouts. He does like sauna, like super hot sauna and stuff. Oh, wow. But he'll take like weights and he trains professional athletes too. And they'll like walk underneath, like on the bottom of pools underwater completely to each side and stuff. And his wife is like a professional volleyball player or something like that. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Yeah, he's he's like I, I just love following people who are just insane compared to the normal way of life right because it makes me like you know makes it's me motivating build, builds me up yeah so it i just is. was curious if you heard about all the water stuff he does like do you know who george st pierre is i don't think so he's a professional ufc fighter oh, okay. and, or, or he was he's retired now um so gsp he, uh, this is his nickname, or you know, just his initials, but he does a lot of uh, water workouts where he uses these things that are they're like weights, they look like weights, mm-hmm. but they're basically just like paddles, and they create resistance in the water. Okay. And he does all his workouts in the water. Besides, yeah. he does like gymnastic so movements. It's like water aerobics, like but right. f- yeah. Yeah, but like they make like little dumbbell looking mm-hmm. things, and as you like push, you can yeah. pull and like all this stuff, yeah. and so the water becomes the resistance. So with water aerobics, they're foamy, and so you work against the resistance with water and yeah. then you have you know it looks like a dumbbell right so yeah yeah they're like paddles on them um, probably but, a little lighter than what you're talking about right but yes i get yeah, but the you, he's training explosivity and he's I mean, he's shredded all the time and he's been retired for a while too so it's just cool watching yeah i watch a lot of his videos and stuff like that so there yeah so oh, now he okay. practices um like jumping and stuff like that um like in pools and uh, I forget, oh, okay. I forget what who he was talking about. There was one a podcast oh, wow. I was listening to with him, with Laird Hamilton, and he was talking about um, there was a basketball player who he increased his vertical in like six months by like four inches. Wow. Or something crazy. It was something crazy like I that. I believe it. Because they trained explosivity in a pool. Yes. And he was dunking in a pool. and like oh, It was just crazy. It's, so I thought it was super cool, all the stuff that you can do by just, just introducing water. Yes, you know, absolutely. Especially the breath work too. Yeah. Learning to operate without being able to breathe. I think that's crazy. Yeah. I need to get more into it. Now, do you do a lot of pool stuff? I do not. I I have. Right. But I don't have. Have you ever trained anymore. with like a pool or anything like that? Mm-mm, no. I'd I've... just be curious, like what what it's like. Yes, you know? I would be too, but yeah. no. Yeah. Not with this hair. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, never, I was like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I you... just I and. No. Because Ronnie was into swimming. Yes, yes. Big time. So I went to a lot of meets. Right. But I am not a strong swimmer. Really? So I made sure he is. Oh, because you so. didn't grow up with a pool, right? I did not grow up with a pool. See, I, um, I did, so that helped. Ronnie Garrett had allergies to grass and everything indoors, everything outdoors, he was allergic to. So <laughs> swimming was pretty much the only thing he could do. And with my husband being the baseball player, you know, when we were kids. He wanted Ronnie, and, and, you, and you being a physical therapist. Right, right. Physical exactly. trainer, sorry, personal trainer. So sorry. we were like, okay, well, we, and he played football one year, and he played baseball one year. But uh, swimming was just his, his thing. Yeah. So he got into the swimming, and then I eventually got into the weight training. We kind of did it together. Yeah. So that was neat. So, yeah, being active is a huge part of... Were your parents active at all? They were not. My dad was a Marine. So, well, yes. <laughs> he was yeah. a Marine. He was in Vietnam War. So he passed away when I was young. 
but my mother just did her jazzercise back in the 1970s and 80s, and that was pretty much it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So she's still doing good. Yeah. She's, does she do you does she exercise at all? She does not. Does that bother you? It does. Yeah. It does, and she knows it. She has, you know, rheumatoid and osteoarthritis. So you know she and she still cleans houses. So she still works just enough to keep moving. Which and is And that is her type of exercise. Is okay. I'm not going to the gym and exercising, but at least you know I'm doing laundry, I'm washing windows, I'm doing stuff. So no, it wasn't cardiovascular, but she's working on her bone density in a different way. Right. As far as going up, because um, one of her people that she cleans for has a two-story home, so she's up and downstairs, so several times a day. Right. I feel like it's important to stay moving. I feel like too many people. And she does that. Too many people when they retire. They go, okay, I'm just going to sit and watch TV yes. now. And, and, you know, I've worked. Now I don't have to work. Right. And they don't keep, they don't put challenges in their life to keep them from, you know, dying. Right. A lot of people, retirement will kill them. That's so, what scares me. So what I do now is I work in cardiac rehabilitation. So what I do now is I have my patients have had a heart surgery. They've had a heart attack, stent, bypass surgery, valve surgery. They might have angina, chest pain, different types. Um, I have had a couple of patients who have had heart transplants. So that was interesting, yes. And so when I get a hold of these people, they're typically about a month after their surgery. So they're already, they're, healing mm-hmm. and still in the healing process and they're very very limited very um unless you've had a heart attack and stent and then those people typically go back to work a couple days later wow now the open heart surgeries those and to me that's where i can and can't use my skills because typically okay i have open heart surgery but i have a bad back too so i have to put you know put okay cardiac rehab personal trainer in mode and go okay so what exercises because our room that we exercise our patients as is not very big and i'm only i only have so much equipment but i can accustom their workout to them and make sure that it's a good workout for them and that's what i do now and i absolutely love it and the youngest person i've ever had go through cardiac rehab a little scary he had had a heart attack and a stent he was only 27 Wow. But I've also had people who, I've had a couple of 96-year-olds. Wow. So anywhere between 27. What was that 27-year-old doing? Like, how do you have a heart attack? 27, he had had a heart attack. He was not overweight by any means. Stressful life? What he was had it? a stressful job. Really? And, yeah, so his, you know, young little wife would come in with him during orientation. And, of course, you know, she, so she would have been. 26 i guess herself so mm-hmm. you know that w- it was very scary wow very scary. that is very scary so the average age of person that i have come through cardiac rehab most of them are still working so most of them are below 65 a lot of them are in their 40s and 50s and they just live unhealthy lifestyles and they're most of them do live healthy lifestyles oh, they do and they do and then that's why thing, then? they, a lot of it's genetic, but I think because they live a healthy lifestyle is why they caught, and my heart, there's something wrong, caught it early enough that's why they're before still alive. they had a heart attack. That's mm. right. Why they're still alive. Interesting. Yes. So mm. I do have a lot of the opposite, the ones who eat all the fried foods and they're overweight too, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know. So what would be your advice as a personal trainer 
in dealing with a lot of cardiac people to like to avoid having that happen listen to your body is the main thing if you notice that like especially you know like going upstairs or doing something that you normally always do instead of just playing basketball if you're getting more winded it's very easy for us especially you know i'm 46 so especially at my age you know okay i'm thinking okay yes i'm creeping up on 50 i'm a little short of breath but is it my heart is it my age and you just have to kind of listen to your body and pay attention and that's the biggest thing and going to the doctor regularly and getting those EKGs done. And, you know, if the doctor says, hey, I think we should do a treadmill stress test or a nuclear stress test, then you probably should do it. And that's right. the main key thing is listening to your body. Yeah. Don't don't ignore those symptoms. And those symptoms could be different for everybody. Wow. And that's the thing is a heart attack is different for everybody. Right. So one of the things, the way this whoop works, the whoop strap that I wear, so yes. it's a fitness wearable, right? but it uses a super sensitive heart monitor. And that's how it can tell a lot of different things. Um, it's a super cool technology, but um, it it basically learns for each individual. So like my heart rate, because Colton has one as well, and okay. we're all in like a group together so we can see each other's like statistics and stuff. So like my uh, heart rate variability, so the, the beat, the, the time between each heartbeat um, the, the studies at Harvard have been done and stuff like that, but the higher your variability between your heartbeats is normally a good indicator of being recovered. Right. So okay. the, the less, if the, the more consistent your heartbeats are with the space between them, the, the less recovered you are because your body's working at recovering on something because it's using your heart's more focused on building and repairing, um, which I think is super cool. But I learned that I have a very high heart rate variability. Like a, the space between my heartbeats is very irregular on a normal basis. Okay. So like like that normally means I have a very uh, and a low resting heart rate. Okay. Um. So I have a pretty strong heart is what that tells gotcha. me. Gotcha. Yes. So um, which is good. And a good recovery heart rate as well. So like if your heart rate was at the 140, 150 mark, you would come back down to your average within what five minutes after. Right. Yes. Yeah. So That's when good. I when I go run. I think my average heart rate when I'm running is, uh, I think it ends up being like 160, 165, something like that. Um, But it'll go up to like 170 sometimes, depending on how hard I'm pushing while I's running. Or or basketball, like when I play basketball, my heart rate's up and down, up and down, up and down. So, um, which I think is good. I think it's good to to do that with cardio. I I love intervals, so yes. Yep. Um, And so I I like to mix it up with basketball and running because I feel like running's good to build your overall cardiovascular, like, load you know but basketball too it's a lot of like sprinting and then stop sprinting and then stop so i feel like that helps me a lot um plus i just i really enjoy it like i don't even notice i'm exercising when i play basketball yes it's not exercise it's fun yeah and and my friends go with me yes there was one time uh way back like probably two three years ago when i was overweight me and ronnie played basketball at the gym and uh and we were both so terrible i remember we were like we were with it we'd played for like 10 minutes and we were both like dying (laughs) and that was both like when we were both weren't good at cardio and we were both dying and, and the score was like zero zero. Like we right. couldn't, neither of us could win. It was terrible. We're a lot better than that. But or now. I'm yeah, I'm a lot better now. Plus it helps that I've lost weight. I can move in ways that I haven't been able to right. move before and, you know, lifting weights. I, I definitely think it adds a tremendous amount of value to my life and hopefully my future life. I yes. hope I didn't do too much damage as a kid when I gained weight from, you know, being sick and all that stuff. I hope it didn't cause too many issues. So I don't think so. I think you can. You're definitely doing the right thing, for I sure. Hope so. For I sure. Hope so. 
No doubt. Yeah. I love it. Just like, I, like we were talking about the knees, you know, it's a big thing. And like you said, with basketball, that's a lot of back and forth movement with the knees. And, oh, and I jump and, and the jumping yes. and, and the, the running and then stopping all of a sudden. And you're, you're you know, you're basically pivoting off your joints. So, um, but I did have a, I had, I've been having an issue with my uh, left knee. Um, and so I went and had it checked out and they did x-rays of it and everything like that. And the spacing's fine, and okay. which means indicates I have healthy joints and stuff like that. And they ended up saying like, basically nothing's wrong. Um, and the issue is like comes and go, okay. comes, comes and goes. So the reason it started to begin with is I was doing uh, inverted rows. So basically you're, you know, your back's to like the ground and you're basically like pivoting off your heels and you're pulling up to a bar. Oh, gotcha. So it's like a, like a back workout, oh, like yes. a good at home back work, back workout. Um, and so I was doing that and then I went to like stand up and so I'm like pulling myself from out from underneath the bar and I went to like stand up from like basically like a squat position, but like okay. an off squat. Like I was like coming off at an angle and my left knee popped and when it popped it like basically like went You limp. told me about that. Did I? Oh, yeah, yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. right after that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it's happened, uh, a ton of times since then, uh, oh. but that was the worst one. And since then it, it's like almost something I'm just used to. I know when I train legs that my, my left knee is going to pop weird. Um, if I, if I get up weird, like I can't, if I go to like get off the ground, I I can't step with my left knee. I have to step with my right knee and then I have to be very cautious of how I stand up. It's weird, but it's like it get the pain goes away and it's not really that painful. It's just like discomfort in my knee. Right. So what they said they could do is like do a cortical cortisone cortisone, yeah in the in the knee and i was like i don't think it's that bad to need that right and that could last a day a week it could last two years yeah you never know yeah and it's never been an issue before my knees my knees and elbows and stuff always pop but i take like i take like a fistful of vitamins every day you know i take multivitamin fish oil i take you know a a bunch of good vitamins every day um so that hopefully i can prevent you know needing medication later right so and that's the thing. Yeah, I discipline myself now so I don't have to be disciplined later. Right. So that's the way I look at taking a fistful of vitamins. It's like I'm taking vitamins now so I don't have to take prescription medications later. Yes. Is the idea. Yeah. And, you know, monitoring your blood pressure. Um, I was young when I found out I had high blood pressure and it was due to a stressful job. Um, and just, I, I, I'm one of those people, I create my own stress. So that's why I like to exercise because it helps me bring that back into place. But, um, so I had high blood pressure and, um, finally was able to get off blood pressure medication, but it took a long time and I had to. I was on blood pressure medication too. Yeah. And when I was on the blood pressure. Oh, you were okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was when I was like sick, uh, there was uh, one medication I was on that was causing me to have high blood pressure. Oh yes, so, yes. Yeah. Well, I was exercising, eating very healthy, and at the time I weighed a whole hundred and fifteen pounds. So you can imagine the doctors looking at me up. Oh, and it Garrett was with sense. me. Yeah. Garrett was with me. He was only four, and the doctors looking at me and looking at the baby and going, "Okay, what what's the matter with you? Why do you have high blood pressure?" Yeah. And it, but it took a couple years and just. So what do you do to mitigate your stress? Exercise. Exercise. Exercise and just just have to kind of relax and uh, you know on the phone you know you just play your little games and to me I call it mindless you know my mindless games put together a puzzle something like that just mm-hmm. something that's totally completely mindless. Right. And I don't have to think about it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think um, the ways I try to mitigate stress besides exercising would be just to be like. I try to be like have gratitude for everything that I do. You Absolutely. know what I mean. Um, I don't. I don't know of any like mindless things I do besides like 
scrolling on Instagram, but even then it's like, you know, trying to, to look for things that motivate me or help me or anything. But, you know, I just, I kind of look at stuff and I'm like, it's okay that the house isn't perfectly clean all the time. Like it's okay. And I need to just be like, okay, where I'm at right now is okay. Yeah. Cause worrying about cleaning house can be stressful. Yeah, for sure. Yes. You know, like it, it, being an adult, you just think about all the things you're like, man, I've got so much to do and so little time to do it. But uh, one of the things I've said before is you are your priorities. Mm-hmm. You know, if your priority is to watch TV all the time, then that's what, you know, that's what you're yes. going to do. And my, my priority is to, you know, live my life and not watch TV, you know. Right. So, um, you know, be happy about everything that I'm doing. Right. Exactly. And be thankful for what you have. And exactly. yes, absolutely. Um, it could be so much worse. Yes. We could live in a third world country. Yeah. Oh, I think I think I have great perspective because I was sick as a kid that mm-hmm. I don't want that Absolutely. to happen again. You know, I'm so thankful. Like, uh, I used to never be able to run. And that's probably why I run all the time is because I can run now. Right. Or like, a, I've talked about it pre- on previous podcasts, but like push-ups. I couldn't yeah. do one push-up. So like, I do push-ups all the time now. Yeah. Just because I can. And not, right. not just because I can. Obviously, there's health benefits and all that right. stuff. But, um but push-ups, it's just like, like, here's this thing that I don't want taken away from me. Yes. And the only way it gets taken away from me is if I decide it, it's going to be able to be taken away from me. Right. So I took extreme ownership. Yeah. Extreme ownership. So everything that happens in my life is because of me, ideally. Right. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know. So I've watched a lot of people have excuses and, and you know, Everyone who isn't where they want to be normally has a ton of reasons why, but no results. And it's easy to find excuses. So when I get home from work all day and I'm tired and, you know, I'm I'm not 30 anymore. And so I get home and I'm tired and Blake wants this and that and Jesse's upstairs growling at me or whatever. (laughs) But um, if I hear him growl, sometimes I get a laugh out of him. Um, but you know, and then you, you have to worry about, okay, what's for dinner and are the kids getting fed and then I'm tired. So typically if I sit down, that's it. Game I may over. not get back up. Game over. So I have to keep going and keep moving. Mm-hmm. Now, sometimes I am able to sit down and just, you know, relax for a few minutes, just chill out and then go. But typically like, especially on Fridays, Fridays, I'm, it's the worst. Come home, I go straight to the shower and I'm like, okay, I'm sitting down now. Fend for yourself, guys. I, Mom is not getting back up. <laughs> yeah. and Mom's it's clocked true. out today. <laughs> yes. On Friday afternoons, I'm clocked out. Yep. Five yep. o'clock, I'm done. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not mom today. Yeah. Figure it out yourself. Yeah, figure it out yourself. How how weird is it dealing with um, your your two younger kids having like completely contrasting personalities? And they do. Um, the little one is very... He's charismatic. Very much so. Yeah, And yeah, yeah. very loving. A little needy. <laughs> a little. Yeah. Um, but he's very loving, very outgoing. He talks as much and or more and faster than I do. And he is a little hyper. So you got to keep up with that personality too. And so he'll, you know, it's just funny. And he'll go to grab a soda. And I'm like, no! Where my teenager, he has the very low, calm personality. He can have a soda and it doesn't like affect him at all. He, like, is. he likes to be like in the room, yeah. like leave me alone. I'm yes. doing my thing. Leave me alone. Yeah. Um, He is getting better. But... It's, Hopefully it's, it's just a phase. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of time, you know, you don't poke the bear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, we've always said when Jesse's happy, everybody's happy. And it's not when mama's happy, everybody's happy. It's when Jesse's happy, 
Jesse being the middle child, um, everybody's happy, and it's still true. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, with Blake being hyper, the youngest being hyper, do you ever, um, like, does he ever exercise or anything like that? Do you do anything to get him to, like, burn off that extra energy? He he thinks so. He thinks <laughs> <laughs> Well, but, being a personal trainer, you would say, is that is that a no, no. then? No. Yeah. <laughs> So he likes the idea of, he'll tell me, he goes, wake me up at 5.30 so I can work out with you. Dude, I get up at 4.30 to work out. If, and if I wait till 5.30, that doesn't give us enough time because to shower and get you ready for school, get me ready for work, there's not enough time. But I don't want him up at 4.30 because mm-hmm. that won't give him the sleep that he needs. Right. Because his bus during the school year doesn't come till 6.30. Right. So... You know, 4.30 is just too early for him to get up. So he doesn't work out in the mornings with me. When he gets to middle school, he will. Right. But for right now, he's just not. Right. Yeah. Do, um, it, are you guys, like, does he want to do any sports or anything like that or anything? I'm just thinking of ways, like, for him to, like, not be so hyper all the time. Yeah. No. No. Everything we've mentioned, he likes the idea for about 30 seconds and then... He changes his mind. Oh yeah, as a kid, you just don't know yes, what you want to do. You don't. Have you ever thought about putting them in like some kind of like martial art, like karate he or likes, something? Yes, I was gonna say he likes like parkour stuff like that. He's really into they that. They have parkour classes. Yes, was it you they that told do. me that? I, I probably we've probably talked about it. Yeah, someone told me that the other day. There I was like mind boggled. Yeah. Yes. So um, yeah, I was like so something when I was Jesse or Blake's age, like in that same era. That's when I was doing um, karate, and it was kind of cool to know. Like especially in that age too, you were there's a lot of bullies and you're worried yes. on getting picked on and stuff like that, and having that extra energy and stuff like that. But it, and especially for me and my brother, it was really important because we butted heads okay. really bad, and so we we didn't we were it was like we were gonna fight outside of karate or we were gonna fight in in a you know a controlled, <laughs> controlled. environment. Right. And so um, I remember our sensei would everyone would be sparring, which is like when you like fight basically with pads and stuff on and you know there's you know limits and stuff and so we would all be sparring it would be like a big group and he would like walk around and like mitigate everything and i can just remember there'd be times when he would pair me and robbie up because he knew like our parents told us he was very involved in you know our lives because you know it's not just karate it's you know livelihood thing and he would walk around and but he would stay very close to me and Robbie because he would pin us up against He would make us <laughs> spar. And when me and Robbie spar, it wasn't like we were trying to get better at sparring. We were trying to beat the right. piss out of each <laughs> right, other. Right. And so uh, he used to stay really close to us. And uh, and I feel like it gave us a lot of benefit, too, because me and Robbie, you know, we realized, like, it was like we got, we had a place to get that extra energy out. Absolutely. You know, that extra that like, frustration. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, we have thought about that with the boys. Yeah. And... I highly recommend it. Because and then you learn, like, um, like just to learn how to throw a punch. You know what right. I mean? The proper way. Like, you feel it gives you a whole new level of confidence because you know that that somebody who doesn't know how to do what you do is not as prepared as you are, and and I feel like you're less apt to get into fights or stuff like that because you know how to. Exactly. And, and it wouldn't be fair for the other person, most part. You know that right. doesn't do it. So. I one hundred percent agree. Yeah, and it gives you a way to burn off that extra energy. That's right. And discipline too. You learn discipline. You learn, mm-hmm. you know, you a lot of learn a lot of good things that I feel like. Hindsight being twenty twenty, I stopped doing karate when I was like a brown belt because my brother stopped doing it, and I felt when my brother stopped doing, it, I was like, well, I don't want to do this either. And okay. now I kind of want to go back. I kind of want to go back and do it and do another martial art because I have 
I've learned all the valuable things that I did get from that now. Right. So, and now that I'm like in the best shape that I've ever been in in my adult life, I'm like, you know, that'll only enhance that. And I, and I like to be able to use my body in different ways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like the basketball thing, super cool. Absolutely. I can jump pretty high now. <laughs> I can't dunk. I can't dunk, but I want to one day. I want to, hopefully. But yes. It seems like a skill that's not really needed. Right. So. And it is nice to have friends that have that interest with you as well. Right. Yeah. And my, my friend group is very, um, like, very much into, like, staying active. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, I got Colton to go work out with. Colton also is interested in, in learning a martial art because you, you didn't do any – he didn't do any kind of martial arts growing up. But you know, me and him are really into UFC. We watch a lot of fights. You right. know, tonight's the – Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier fight. Does Brian watches a lot of fights? Not a lot, but he watches fights too, right? He watches hockey. Well, same thing. <laughs> same <laughs> well, thing. yeah, that is the fun part <laughs> of Different hockey. Different rule yes. set. Yeah, yeah. Uh, see, I'm like not into sports. Like I used to be into all sports. Hockey was the only one I really wasn't into, but now it's pretty much just UFC. And right. I watch a little bit of basketball, but really just highlights, right. just because I think it's fun and I like to. To learn a new move that Colton doesn't know about, oh, and so I can try it on him because okay. I'm just looking for ways to beat my friends in, right, in right. competition. So, but that's that's what it's all about: learning yeah. something new and yeah, yeah. Cha- game up, game yeah. changer. Yeah, I don't want to live like I feel like too many people live their lives through other people on the TV. You yes. know what I mean? And I'm like, we just get up and do it for yourself. Be new at something. Be a beginner. Right. Just be a beginner. Instead of a follower. Exactly. Right. Or don't look at somebody who has mastered something and just live through what it would be like to be somebody who's mastered something. Mm-hmm. You know, but when I first announced that I did a podcast, it was the, the quote that I use is, you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. And so that's the way I look at pretty much everything I do now is like, okay, what do I want to be good at? Right. What do I want to be good at? So like I, if I want to have a good podcast, then I have to start a podcast. It might not be great at first and it might have nobody listening to it, but you know, we're going to give it a shot anyways because I'd, I'd like to be good at it. Absolutely. So and I'd like people to get value from it too. So that's why it's important to have people that are interesting <laughs> like Leslie Jernigan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you've lived a, a, a very interesting, and I say very interesting, it was interesting to me. That okay. with what all you guys have done, you know, you're, you're, you and Brian both have been married for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Like that's incredibly impressive in an era where everyone's getting divorced, you right. know, and, um, you guys have three kids, you know, mm-hmm. Ronnie's an outstanding person, you know, went in the military and stuff Thank and you. you're raising, I like him. <laughs> he's, he's, I, I, he's one of my best friends, you know, yes. he's like a brother. And to me, yes, so. he is. Um, so I've gained a lot of value that you might not have noticed that we noticed as kids. So. Well, I've always loved having all of you guys over at the house. It was the hangout. It, it was, was the, the hangout, hangout place. Yes. Hangout place. Because we got to we got to hang out and like everyone, like we got to go do what we wanted to and you kind of just left us alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've heard. <laughs> yes. But we had enough property, you know, yes. where y'all can have the little bonfire out there. And we all lived close. No, so I use the word little bonfire. Yeah. Um. Yes. And y'all all did live close enough out there. To yeah. us, to where it was safe to drive home, and well, but y'all started that before y'all were even drinking age, so y'all were kind of young. Driving, what? Driving, yes, yeah, but yeah. Dr- before you were drinking age. Oh y'all yeah, y'all started doing the bonfires before y'all were twenty-one. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, we always, no, well, it was just like a fun way to hang mm-hmm. out. Like it, like gave us 
like we'd play video games and stuff too, but like that would get boring really quick for us. And especially if like you have three people and it's a game where you can only play two people, right. or then you're like leaving that one person out. But if you're building a bonfire, like everyone can help yes. with that. And at the same time, Brian and I were close, but we weren't monitoring. We weren't watching. Mm-hmm. However, we knew we could, and I did. I popped in. You know, I didn't go over and hey guys, what are y'all doing? But I did pop over, make sure right. you know that yeah, everything no was still one, safe. No one was dead. Yeah. <laughs> no one was dead. Yeah, that we weren't catching the house next door on fire. Exactly, exactly. my point. Yeah. So yes. and, and and I learned valuable things just from having bonfires like that. Just like you, you're with your friends and you know, like you're having conversations and you're learning. And and I've always, always been talkative. So like it was just a perfect thing for me because I get to go talk to people and right. you know bug Ronnie. You right. Know, All so. of y'all had your trucks out there and mm-hmm. yeah. It was a good time. It was a good time. I still love doing it. I was gonna say bugs. Yeah, just bugs. There. The mosquitoes are so bad right now. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's pretty bad. But very bad. Oh, Standing Leslie, we've been talking right for like about an hour and a half Has now. Has it been that long? Mm-hmm. No way. Mm-hmm. Well, my watch thinks I've been working out for three and a half hours. I need a new watch. Yeah, get you a new Apple Watch. <laughs> need a new Apple Watch. And Brian's been selling some stuff on eBay. He has. Yeah. So I told you, you said, you said before the podcast, you're like, it probably won't go for two hours. And I'm like, she doesn't know. <laughs> me and Colton knew when you said when you said that. Me and Colton were like, this place is like a time machine. You get in a good conversation, you it forget is. what happens. We didn't even talk about Antioch either. Antioch. Well, I don't want to talk too much about where I live. I don't want people to know. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but you grew up around here. I did, and that's what I was going to say. Is I still live on the same property. Yeah. My parents bought the property I live on in 1968. Yep. They got married in 1969. Yeah. And I built a ha- my husband and I obviously built a house right behind my childhood home, which is where our son lives. Right. How so. important was it for you to live that close to your parents? Um. Well, because my father passed away so young, so that house is just special to me, and I'm aware it's just a house. Right. But it's got it's, sentimental value. It's, it's very sentimental to me, and I'm okay with not living in it. But I know, you know. You don't. You don't want to. You want to know the person who's there is taking care of it. Exactly. And anybody who has ever lived in it, because after my mom and stepdad moved out of it, and after my brother moved out of it, then it all has always been either very good friends or family that have been in it. Plus, you can control who your neighbor is, and a lot of people get value in <laughs> and that. Yes. Yeah. And that is very important, especially so. when it's literally next door and there's a gate between the two properties. Yeah. When I was like living like 30 minutes away from my family, I learned how valuable it was to live closer to my family and that's part right. of the reason we moved closer uh moved back to be closer and that's that's one of our things is one of our huge priorities is just being uh is family so yes. like being around our family makes that easier to be a priority so and all of my family is most of my family is within 40 minutes i do have family in missouri but most people are right here right on both sides of the, the ones family. you're closest to yeah right and then my, my friends same thing you know colton's the one that lives the furthest away Oh, okay. You know, everyone else that that I'm really close to, you know, when Ronnie went to Syria and Kuwait, it was yeah. like, but you've always been ten minutes down the road. Exactly. Well, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, you can't do that. Like that's crazy. Yeah, because when I moved, yeah, it was like a forty-five minute drive or thirty minute yes. drive to y'all's place. It's like I saw less of my friends when I lived out there, so yes. I like being closer. So. Absolutely. All right, Leslie. Absolutely. I gotta pee. Thank All you so right. much for, for thank you so much for coming and doing this. Thank I know it's you. like a whole new thing. I know you don't really like you didn't know what to expect. But, I didn't, but that's okay. But it's fun, right? It is fun. It's a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you for yes. coming on and doing thank you. this. Yeah, I appreciate and, uh, it. Yeah, maybe we'll get Brian on one day. Maybe. Maybe. Probably not. I've but. turned his volume up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank All right. you. Thank you.